0: Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim. All right, Jim. So let's uh, first of all, touch on some of the things going on, especially in the offseason here with the Twins. Uh, they made that trade sending Jorge Polanco to Seattle. to get four players in return. Um, when you look at their infield right now, um, first base, second base seem to be somewhat questionable. Uh, do you know what the, uh, the initial plan is and what are the possibilities for this season with those two positions?
1: Well, Julianne, gets first shot at being second baseman if they don't make any other moves. Uh, I could see them having Julian be their everyday second baseman, Kyle Farmer being the guy who plays against tough lefties and is a defensive replacement. Uh, Julian needs to improve defensively, but if he just proves enough to be functional, he's going to hit enough to have great value at that position. They would like Alex Kirloff to get healthy and take charge of first base and be the hitter they always thought he could be. He's got to prove he can do that if he doesn't. Well, then you could bring Brooks Lee up, play him at second, move Julian to first. Uh, you could re-sign Donovan Solano and have be kind of a super utility guy. You can play a little first. You can you could play some of your outfielders at first. Um, you know there there are a lot of other options there. I guess that's that's why one more bat, one more veteran bat added to this uh, roster would probably be helpful. Somebody could be there as a right-handed complement, platoon, or or a full-time first baseman or DH if you need that. Um, they'll probably keep the DH spot pretty wide open in case Buxton can't play a lot of games in center field, but you know, they'd love it if Kirloff and, and Julian would play to their potential. Uh, if it doesn't happen, they'll have to scramble.
0: When you, when you look at second or first basemen that are still out there, I'm just looking at a, a list, uh, Garrett Cooper, he's 33 right-handed bat. Uh, would they be looking and in Donovan Solano? would they consider bringing him back?
1: I don't know why they wouldn't bring Solano back. They loved him. Uh, they loved him as a hitter, as a competitor, as an at-bat taker, as a versatile defender, uh, and as a guy. They they loved him. So, you know, he's probably sitting out there hoping that his really good season translates into a long-term deal someplace. If it doesn't, I could certainly see the the Twins bringing him back. Uh, he just fits so well.
0: How about uh, CJ Krohn, um, Luke Voigt, a couple other right-handed right hand uh, first basemen that uh... – I guess, are free agents right now.
1: Yeah, uh, they would both make sense. Um, you know, I, I think the Twins are, before they actually spend money, I do think the Twins are waiting to see what's going to happen with the TV deal. Um, you know, they did pretty well financially in this last trade because the Mariners ate some of the salary. Um, but I just think they want a little more certainty before they spend, you know, more than just pocket change on a free agent.
0: How about uh, center field? Certainly, Byron Buxton, we expect, will be the opening day center fielder. Um Because of his injury history, are they going to have somebody as a backup? And I see Michael A. Taylor still out there as a free agent.
1: Taylor's another guy who come back. Now, uh, honestly, I'm blanking on it. I don't have my roster in front of me, but they did sign somebody who can play center field. I'm trying to remember who that was. Um, The Bubba uh, Thompson? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the – they have some other people who can play center field in a pinch. Kepler could. Kepler doesn't like to, and they really don't want to force him to. I think Michael A. Taylor would be another great guy to bring back. Uh, he was perfect for this team. Uh, he can play as a great center field. He hit, he can hit a home run. He can steal a base. Uh, he's not a great offensive player, but he certainly fits at the bottom of the the, the order uh, very well. Again, like Solano, a great pro that they really liked personally. He'd be an easy easy solution there.
0: How do you feel about Adam
1: Duvall? Uh, yeah, another possibility. You know, um, I mean, I just haven't, honestly, I haven't spent much time on Twins free agents because I know they're going to sign one yet. You know, if they get a, if they get a TV deal, then that changes things. Right now, we're just kind of throwing names around for no reason. (laughs) Um, I I just
0: wanted to, to, a couple other names just before we move on to something else. Um, JD Martinez and Jorge Solar, uh, once they do get this money thing straightened out,
1: would they consider a right-handed DH? Well, no. I mean, they're not going to block Buxton from being in the lineup. I and mean, listen, Buxton performed horribly as a DH last year. He's going to have to fix that if he's going to have a lot of at-bats at DH. I think playing, you know, at least occasionally in center field will kind of calm his mind and make him not feel like he's being forced to be a DH. Uh, you know, he should be a better hitter than he was as a DH last year. But they're going to keep the DH spot, you know, semi-open. I mean, they'd like to have other alternatives, and they certainly like to have somebody who can be a DH if Buxton ends up playing 100 games out there, which doesn't seem likely, but you never know. Uh, but they're not going to just—they're not going to go get a Nelson Cruz type who would just preclude Buxton for being in the lineup if he can't play center field. Jim, with the move that was made on Monday,
0: does that pretty much set the Twins with their pitching, whether it be starting or relief pitching?
1: I mean, they—they look the bullpen is really deep and could be absolutely dominant. Um, The rotation has five veteran starters um, and you have people, you have some people, you know, around the organization who can be a spot starter for you, obviously, Um, you know, would they, would they like to have one more veteran starter just to have somebody in reserve? Yeah. Are they going to spend much on that, on that position like that? Probably not. So, you know, again, uh, I think they, it's not the perfect rotation, but I think they think if they're health, relatively healthy, uh, with Lewis Correa and Buxton performing at, to their usual levels, they're going to score a lot of runs. The bullpen is going to be dynamic. And if they can just have guys who can be good for five or six innings, that's going to play pretty well.
0: Jim, do you, uh, you know, and we talk about starting pitching a lot, um, Certainly, the names that you mention are guys that are going to figure in right away. But don't you usually say that you know you need to have like six or seven or eight guys because there is going to be injuries, there is going to be things that are going to come up.
1: You do, but how much are you are going to spend on your sixth starter, not knowing if or when you are going to need them? You know, the, the sixth, seventh, eighth guys end up being important, but they end up being you know minor leaguers, prospects. Uh, relievers who jump in, you know, I mean, there are ways of filling in there without going and spending $50 million. And right where they are financially, that's what they're going to do. Uh, you know, uh, Varlin could end up spot starting for you. Or he could be an opener, and pitch two strong innings, and then he'd go to a bullpen game. I mean, they have so many bullpen arms, it's almost like more likely they would go to bullpen games when they need to fill in than just throw somebody out there. They still have some hope that Semen Woods Richardson will be a functional big league starter. Um, you know, Balazovic could be a, a, a long reliever spot starter. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways to go to fill in that way. And, and somebody in the minor leagues will have a surprisingly good season to make themselves eligible to help out.
0: Uh, one last name I wanted to bring up Walker Jenkins, uh, who was their first round pick last year is considered by many to be one of the the best up and coming, especially power hitting prospects in baseball. How close is he to being a major leaguer?
1: If he dominates double-A, then he's cl- really close. Uh, the special players tend to not need much triple-A time. Um, and if you can do- dominate the top prospects in the game at double-A, which is mo- where most of the mature best prospects are, um, then you're just not far away. Uh, he could be, you know, I don't know if he could make it up this year, but probably by if he performs well, stays healthy, maybe next year. Um, and you never know. You know, maybe maybe they have a reason to call him up this year and he performs right away and he never goes down. That doesn't happen very often, but it's possible. Uh, but he's dynamic. He and Emma Rodriguez are really top-hitting prospects.
0: Jim, the Baltimore Orioles are changing ownership. Uh, that team has got a lot of young talent, don't they?
1: Yeah, they did a great job of rebuilding. Uh, you know, you can say you're rebuilding. Sometimes you're just rolling young players out there who aren't going to be very good, like the Twins did for much of the 90s. Uh, rebuilding means... Getting talent, developing it, bringing it up the right time, uh you know having it having that young talent in a co- winning context and and you know managing it well and the Orioles did it brilliantly the last couple of years um and I hope you know i I grew up being an Oriole fan uh, on the East Coast. I would love it if the new ownership doesn't remind anybody of Peter angelo's
0: Jim be, do we have a little bit more sense of what's going to happen with the p g a tour this year?
1: Not really. Um, I think we're going to be looking at some court cases, some negotiations, ongoing negotiations, and uh, and maybe the DOJ getting involved. So I don't know where we're going to end up.
0: Uh, we're heading into uh, the the Pro Bowl weekend. Last year they did this, where they had the skills and different types of events. What do you think of it?
1: I, I kind of like it, and and here's one thing I really like about it is, you know, football's a strange entity for a modern entertainment entity in that you really don't spend a lot of time looking at people's faces you know you're looking at at helmets and what they do and of course you can tell the difference between lamar jackson and patrick mahomes you know but but i think it's a really good idea for the nfl to hold these events in a way that you get to see people's faces and personalities and you're not risking them, you know, you're not putting them at serious risk of injury and you're not pretending they're playing real football and they're not playing real football. So I I really kind of think it works. I don't know. I haven't checked on what the ratings were. I'm sure they're fine. But, you know, you can see Justin Jefferson and uh, and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes or whoever, not Patrick Mahomes, he's being in the Super Bowl, but uh whoever, Dak Prescott, whoever the, the stars of the game are, you get to see them really showing a lot of personality and you get to see their facial expressions. That's just not something you always get to see during an NFL game.
0: How about uh, the NHL weekend All Star Weekend?
1: Um I, I mean it doesn't interest me much. I do like this I like the skills portion. I think that's really cool. You get to see just how hard, just how accurate these guys shoot, how fast they skate. I, I think that's really cool. And know the nhl all-star game again it's a baseball is the only sport where the people who are playing defense are doing absolutely everything they can to excel every other sport you're trying to figure out how hard about should i really play here i don't want to get hurt so you know the game itself doesn't do very well i think i actually think the uh the skills competition for the nhl is pretty good
0: uh jim some other things going on uh in the world of sports uh we've got uh Four NHLers are now being charged with sexual assault. Uh, Do you know anything about this case?
1: I have not read. I skimmed the headline. I have not read the case yet. I'll have to catch up on that one.
0: Sure. Uh, Did you see that uh, Justin Tucker was kind of messing with Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes was messing with him before that uh, Ravens-Chiefs game? Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I really think that the Ravens played that whole game the wrong way. They tried to be intimidating. They tried to hassle They tried to be chippy. They tried to take extra cheap shots. The Chiefs have seen all this. They're not going to intimidate the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I know that when you think of a passing team, you think of a finesse team, but this is a team that can run the ball, uh, that has a big physical tight end, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, that has a very strong defense, a very strong defensive front. Uh, This is not some, you know, some finesse baby team that can't handle this. I thought the Ravens, took themselves out of their own game trying to be intimidating. They just played played football.
0: All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast?
1: Uh, let's see. We have uh, a good John Krasinski show coming up. I uh, mean, it starts out right now about the Wolves, about the OKC winner, uh, game, about Anthony Edwards dealing with the refs, which is a good topic for us to get to sometime this week. Also, 7 p.m. Saturday night, Head Flyer Brewing, uh, over in kind of East Minneapolis. We're going to have Chris Finch as our guest at the John Krasinski Show. show will last an hour. We'll spend half an hour or more with Chris Finch. Uh, and those shows are always very well attended. So if anybody's in Minneapolis wants to drop by, you would be welcome.
0: Excellent. All right. Uh, thanks, Jim. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jack. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist. Joining us every weekday morning at this time, follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, once again today, brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. Keep in mind, I've got some Timberwolves tickets we'll give away coming up at around 7.45 this morning on WJON for Friday's game against Orlando. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC.